Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of the award-winning podcast, Entrepreneurs on Fire, and you're listening to the Excelsior Journeys with George Soroy, presented by the Right Pack Radio Podcasting Network. Prepare to ignite. Is there a burning desire within to share your creativity with the rest of the world? Do you insist on pursuing your passion by any means necessary? Then you are on an Excelsior journey, and you are not alone. Welcome back to Excelsior Journeys, presented by the Right Pack Radio Podcasting Network. I'm George Soroy, and it's a pleasure to have you here for this very special episode. If you are listening to this on its launch day, you'll notice that it is Tuesday, October 30th. Tomorrow is Halloween, which is always fun, but the day after that is a very special one for the writer in your life. And that's because November 1st is the beginning of the global phenomenon known as National Novel Writing Month, or NaNoWriMo. Since I have a lot of friends on social media that are authors, this time of year is like a combination of the last days of summer, because it's the final scramble to get everything you need for the challenges ahead, and Black Friday, because you're about 30 days away from getting exactly what you want. Now, what is National Novel Writing Month? Well, it's almost exactly what it sounds like. I say almost because too many people think that the journey of writing starts and ends in this 30-day challenge. And sadly, there are way too many writers who think that by day 30, they're going to have a finished book ready to upload to Amazon. Nothing could be further from the truth. National Novel Writing Month is a challenge that pushes you to write a 50,000-word draft of a novel in only 30 days. Notice I said draft of a novel. Because when the 30 days are up, what you'll have is not a finished book. It's not what you will submit to agents and publishers. It is not what you'll slap a homemade cover on and post to Amazon. You have to think of this as more like a national novel draft writing month. Your first round. Your foundation. It's the most important part of novel writing because writing, basically, is rewriting. And you can't write from nothing. So think of it like this. Say you're going to build a house. The first draft is pouring the cement and preparing the basement. Now, is it move-in ready? No, not at all. And this first draft is not bookstore ready. So it's up to you to take as much time as you need to do the editing, choosing your lucky beta readers to first read the book cover to cover, incorporating the notes that you decide whether or not to follow, etc. Too many people are thinking about what color your drapes will be when they should be thinking about the framing, the siding, the roof, etc., so this episode is, I guess you can call it the prologue to an Excelsior Journeys mini-series dedicated to National Novel Writing Month. This upcoming month, we're going to talk about how this movement got off its feet, who was responsible, how it exploded across the world, what it's meant to accomplish, and how you can sign up even if you just now thought that this would be a good idea. And in the weeks to follow, you'll hear from other authors who got their stories told during this month-long challenge. National Novel Writing Month started in the San Francisco Bay Area with freelance writer Chris Beatty. He started the project in July of 1999 with about 21 participants. And they basically decided that they were going to do what it sounds like. They were going to do a 50,000-word draft of a novel in just 30 days. And they were going to do it from scratch, not have any sort of outline to guide them along, just a straightforward attempt to get this brand new project off the ground. And the best way to do it was going to be telling this particular novel draft, like I said, in 50,000 words over 30 days. Um, and 
what they wound up doing was a very interesting approach to novel writing because what they did was they did exactly what I said before. They laid down the foundation for their books. They knew that what was going to be out there after day 30 was not going to be ready to submit to any publishers or agents or whatever. You know, like for all he knew, it could be something that they would kind of pick up and work on over the years um, or over the next few months. Or it just may collect dust in a drawer and it would just be Chris's own satisfaction or the, the other participant's satisfaction that they had done it. And so that's how it went in uh, in July of 1999. Um, what Chris was saying that, you know, like as it was almost like pulling teeth, getting everything going. But after about week, I believe he said after about like week three, that's when this rugged, nasty little thing started to take shape and it became something that was tangible, that was worthy of being a draft of a novel. Again, I say draft, not a novel. There's a long way to go after this process. I cannot stress that enough. And there are way too many people that think that that's uh, that's not the case. So in 2000, these participants decided that they were going to move National Novel Writing Month to November to more fully take advantage of the miserable weather, according to Chris. And they also launched an official website that was designed by a friend of Chris's. And that year, there were 140 participants assigned up, including several from other countries. So Beatty launched a Yahoo group in order to socialize between participants. And then when the different posters were asking about the guidelines, he set up the basic ground rules. He said the novel must be new, it cannot be co-authored, and it must be submitted in time to be verified. So out of the, those original 140 participants for this second annual National Novel Writing Month and the first time in its official month, um, there were 140 participants and 29 completed the challenge. And then the next year, 5,000 participants sign, signed up. And that was because of bloggers basically taking news about this and running with it. And this is early 2000s, so this was really like the time of bloggers. Um and a lot of other um a lot of other media organizations took notice as well the LA Times the Washington Post this was a huge thing and as things were going you know like 2002 came around the um and there were about 14,000 participants and so all of a sudden everything just got bigger and bigger and bigger and nowadays you know like there by 2015 um it's reported that there were over 430 people that participated in NaNoWriMo in 2015 alone. And then out of those participants, more than 40,000 wound up winning their challenge. Now, when I say they wound up winning their challenge, there is no real prize at the end of this. There, you know, like um, from what I understand, I think there's a certificate that's that's been released now. Um, but I know that this is not something that you know, that uh, the people enter into a competition and everything in order to win a big trophy. What you win is your first draft of a novel. You have you have done, by doing this, you have done what so many other people wish they can do, talk about doing, but never do. And so I am going to be talking about my experience with NaNoWriMo, which was a very 
different experience from a lot of other people's with NaNoWriMo, specifically because it did not take place in November. And I'll tell you why when we come back from our break in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. If you've never been an Audible customer and want to see what they offer, just go to www.audibletrial.com slash Excelsior Journeys and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs, download a title for free, and start listening. It's that easy. Why Audible? Audible content includes an unmatched selection of audiobooks, original audio shows, news, comedy, and more from the leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, and entertainers. And with this free 30-day trial, you'll have your pick of it all. You can hear books of all genres, narrated by Jim Dale, Stephen Fry, Will Patton, Alex Hyde-White, Jeff Brick, Neil Shaw, William Demerit, and even a few by me, George Soroy. So go to www.audibletrial.com slash Excelsior Journeys and start your own 30-day journey with Audible today. Welcome back to Excelsior Journeys. I'm George Soroy, and we're talking about National Novel Writing Month, and now we're going to be talking about my specific journey with NaNoWriMo, um, which may actually be a bit of a false statement because my real experience with NaNoWriMo was not NaNoWriMo. And I'll explain in just a bit. First, I'm going to take you back to December of 2007. Uh, Cheryl and I were married at this point for a little over a month. And uh, we took a little trip over to the Time Warner building that's over in Columbus Circle in New York City. We went into the Barnes & Noble and we did a little bit of shopping in, in, the, in our specific areas. My particular ones of choice are the performing arts section Sometimes I'll take a look at the sports section for, you know, like any different wrestling books or any uh, football books related to the New York Giants, things of that nature. And I also like to look at the writing slash reference books just to see what kinds of writing books are out there. And I came across a small one that really caught my eye and it was called No Plot, No Problem. And I picked it up and it was my true introduction to National Novel Writing Month. Uh, this was basically the challenge in book form that Chris Beatty had written and unleashed onto the world. And No Plot, No Problem is kind of looked at as the Bible of NaNoWriMo. It's kind of where everything about NaNoWriMo originates. It's all right here in this tiny little book that maybe runs about like 10 bucks now. But any author would uh, would definitely benefit from having this book reading it and enjoying it. It's re it really is a really fun read, especially the first part. It's very much kind of in the fa same fashion as Stephen King's On Writing, in which King used half of the book to talk about his experience with writing and which led to the, sale, the paperback sale of Carrie and which led to his career exploding and also dealing with his drug and alcohol abuse and trying to get himself clean and sober from that. Um, and then the second half is all about, um, is basically like a Stephen King masterclass of writing, which is something that every writer needs to have in their library. I don't care who you are. I don't care what genre you write. That you need to have Stephen King's on writing in your library now. I'll wait if I need to for you to just go to Amazon and download it. But back to No Plot, No Problem. 
when I saw this, I was intrigued. I was just like, this is uh, this sounds really interesting. Doing a full draft of a novel in just 30 days. How do you do that? Is it possible for me to do that? It was a small investment, so I decided, why not? I went ahead and bought it. We took it. Uh, we went home, and I started right. I started reading it right away, and I was so intrigued by Chris's story of how National Novel Writing Month came to be. This is 2007, mind you, and so the challenge was born at this point eight years ago, and this was the first time I had heard about it. So apparently, I must have been out of touch because what I heard was something really, really special. And as I was reading it, I got more and more inspired to take up this challenge. The only book that I really had in terms of experience was from Parts Unknown. And this was the 2002 version, which is completely outdated because it's been turned into a much larger and much more complex five-part serial, which I hope you guys check out. I hope you guys read it. I hope you enjoy it. Um, It really was a labor of love uh, for that particular niche project. But there was nothing else that I was really thinking about doing except for one particular story that had been nagging at me since 1992 when I first created this character. And this character is Excelsior. Those of you who know me know of Excelsior and know of that journey that it took to get that, um, that particular character off its feet. Now, I had been nurturing this character for, at this point, like I said, over 15 years. And he had gone through all different types of origin stories and, you know, all all different, different forms of media. I wasn't sure how he was going to be introduced to the world. But when I read this book, when I read No Plot, No Problem, that's when I realized he was going to be the star of his own novel. And this was going to be something that I believed that I could reach out to agents and to publishers. And it had more, much more universal appeal than, um, than From Parts Unknown did. So I, fe- I believed that this was going to be my ticket to finally getting Excelsior off the ground. I just needed the motivation to actually start writing the first draft, to start getting his true origin story up and running. And so I got to the point where the history lesson was wrapping up and Chris was saying, okay, let's go day one. And that's when I put the book down because it was December of 2007. I was not writing anything yet and I didn't have the time to write at that time. But what I did have was the wherewithal to look ahead. And I realized that since November was National Novel Writing Month officially, that wasn't going to work. And it was mainly because of three things. November 2nd is our anniversary. The same month is my wife's birthday. And the same month is Thanksgiving. And we had just gotten married over a month ago. So I just didn't have it in me to say, hey, honey, all this stuff that we have going on in November, I'm going to write a book on top of that. Just So I looked around online and I discovered that there was another challenge that was exactly the same as National Novel Writing Month, only it was done by a group called KiwiWriters.org, and I believe that site is no longer existing right now, but they did something called the Southern Cross Novel Challenge, which is exactly the same thing as National Novel Writing Month, same guidelines, same rules and everything, only it's in June instead of November. 
And that's when I realized that that was when I was going to start writing. At that point, I was writing uh, heavily for the pop culture website, 411mania.com. And I reached out to the webmaster and I told him that I was going to need June off because I needed to focus on writing this book. Um, thankfully, I didn't have to do that with my work at the time. Um, and I was able to kind of like work around the schedule and everything to um, to get my writing in from June 1st to 30th. And everyone seemed to be in agreement. Everyone seemed to be very supportive. So finally, on June 1st, which was a day that we were actually sitting in the back seat of my father's car as the four of us, my father, my stepmother, Cheryl, and I were driving back from a weekend over at my grandmother's house in Massachusetts. I realized that we had our laptop with us. And so I used that time to write the first five pages of Excelsior, the first draft. And it felt great getting those five pages done and taking a look at my uh, word count. Because yes, a 50,000 word draft is daunting. It seems like a very daunting task. But when you break it up into 30 smaller goals, it comes out to about um, 1,667 pages per day. And that comes out to about five pages of double-spaced text. And that was very doable for me. As time went on, for each day that I was, that I was at home or um, during my lunch hour at work, I was able to knock out my five pages throughout the whole first week. I was dead set on making the schedule, and I kept it, and it was great, and it felt so good. And then week two started, and that's when I hit the wall. And every writer that has done NaNoWriMo is aware of this wall because week one is fantastic. You're introducing your characters. You're setting the stage for your story. Everything is ready to go, and then week two starts, and now you got to make all these characters do something. And that's when everything froze. And it was very frustrating. But that's when I realized that I only had a handful of characters in this book. I needed to bring in more. And so I went back to Excelsior's Planet, DNAP4, and I had introduced two more characters and reintroduced two other ones that were involved in the big breakout scene at the beginning of chapter one. And yes, that, that big breakout did make it all the way from the first draft to the 2017 Aloris version. It also just happened to be completely redone so that it makes a much more sense and it's a much better read, et cetera, et cetera. Like I said, NaNoWriMo draft is only your first draft. There is so much more to do after the fact. When I started with that, I started this brand new scene with these four characters and all of a sudden things started to flow again and it felt great. And then um, then I bounced back to Earth and then I was going back and forth between Earth and DNAP4. And, you know, the flashbacks that I, that I had put in um, to the original story, they started kicking in and it just felt like it was just going and going and going. Everything just felt really, really good. And then around week three, that was when I was taking a trip with um, with some of my friends from 411mania.com to, uh, I think it was Butler, Pennsylvania. Um, so Chad Webb, who was the uh, movies, movies and TV Zone editor at the time. He and I did our road trip down there, and while we were down there, I made sure to bring the laptop with me because I was about like a day behind or so at the time that we were doing the, the big drive. We took some. I took some time on Saturday, that Saturday afternoon, 
Um, I had set that aside and that was going to be my catch up day. And not only did I catch up, but I also got the next day's worth of writing as well. So I was able to get myself a full day ahead of schedule because of that, because I made sure that I was going to bring my laptop to this kind of event and I was going to set aside the time to just go back upstairs and get work done. And fortunately, Chad had to do do the same. He had 411 stuff that he had to do. So the two of us are at our respective laptops, just banging away at the keyboards and just making sure that everything that we needed to do was done. And it was a great means of kind of cheering each other on, even though neither of us was doing the same challenge that the other one was doing. Then, you know, like around like week four, that came around and then I was getting closer and closer to the climax. And then finally, I hit 50,000 words during my lunch hour on June 30th, 2008. It was a Monday and I still wasn't done yet. And so that night, I just kept on going. I knew that I had already completed the challenge. I had gotten my 50,000 words, but I was so close to finishing, I had to just go ahead and finish it. And at 11.50 p.m. on June 30th, 2008, I typed the end on the first draft manuscript of Excelsior. came out to about 59,000 words. And those who have read it now have uh, seen that it's over 70,000 words now. Um, there are so many things that didn't take place in future drafts that took place in that first one. There are so many characters that didn't find their way into existence until later drafts. The big one was General Hadera. Um, I still remember, you know, just chatting about this imposing, uh, general type of character that was going to be the, um second in command for Nocturar and he was going to be fierce and he was going to have this long trench coat and he was going to have, you know, like um, this great presence about him. And when I spoke to my, who would be my story editor, Jerry Ann Geller, she gets all the credit for asking, can it be a woman? And once I realized that it could, and I was able to change up that character, General Hadera has become one of the most fun characters I've ever written in my life. She is just a blast she constantly surprises me with the things that she does. And um, those of you who are fans after reading the first Excelsior book, if you liked Hadera in that first one, wait till you see what I got in store for her in book two and Ever Upward, because she is awesome in it. And this is not me patting myself on the back. This is me basically just giving myself credit for following through with where this character was taking me. Um, so this was my NaNoWriMo experience, and um, at that time, I was I was very naive. I thought that all I had to do was just go ahead and touch it up a little bit, and then I could start shopping it around. No. What I did was I sent it over to Jerry Ann Geller, and I thought that she was going to be just like, okay, well, let's go ahead and just, you know, maybe you should fix this part over here, this part over there. She says, this is going to take a lot of work, and we worked for over... I would say almost two years rewriting Excelsior from top to bottom. And the version that came out, the infinity publishing version, the one that, um, that I raised money to get the copies for, um, that version is completely obsolete because I had since 
uh, rewritten it for the ebook uh, second volume. I had rewritten it more for the Rocking Horse Publishing version, and then I wrote rewrote it some more, a whole ton more for the Aloris Publishing version. Um, so, like I said, this you know this draft, whatever you wind up with, day thirty, it's not going to be Amazon ready. It's not going to be agent ready. It's not going to be publishing ready. All it's ready for is for you to step step back, appreciate the fact that you won this challenge. And then after a couple of weeks or so, then revisit it. Start, you know, looking, start looking through it. See what can be saved from that first draft. That very, very ugly first draft. As long as you give yourself permission to write crap, you're golden for this. So like I said before, we're going to be hearing from uh, several different authors during this next month. And I really, really look forward to hearing your thoughts, um, you know, getting your feedback on these particular episodes um, and any episode in general. I really hope you've been enjoying Excelsior Journeys um, and I hope you enjoyed this particular journey to Excelsior, which is basically what it wound up being for me. One thing you'll notice is that um, we are no longer on YouTube. Uh, we've decided to kind of phase out YouTube, it just wasn't getting the sort of attention that we were hoping for. But at the same time, we wound up getting uh, Excelsior Journeys onto Google Podcast. So it's on five different podcast channels that are out there. It's on its home base at Podbean. It's also on Stitcher Radio. It's on iTunes. Yay. It's on Google Podcasting. And it's on Spotify. Five options you have to subscribe, to rate, review, to enjoy. We got a whole lot coming uh, for this next month. If you're a fellow author, um, I wish you the very best with your NaNoWriMo challenge, and I want to hear your progress. Let us know how you're doing with it. Let us know if you have any questions about what is what lies ahead. How do you get through these particular uh, setbacks? I want to hear from you about that. And um, you're going to be hearing from some really great authors this month. And I really can't wait for you to hear their experience with NaNoWriMo, the, their, the lessons that they've learned, the setbacks that they've had, um, and their success as authors. And I got some really good ones in store, So, but I don't want to spoil the surprise for those. Um, so in the meantime, uh, please keep listening, uh, keep subscribing, keep rating, keep reviewing, and we will keep on churning out uh, more content for you every Tuesday. So. Um, for next week, we're going to be chatting with an author uh, regarding their NaNoWriMo experience, and we look forward to hearing from you. So uh, for the Right Pack Radio Podcasting Network, uh, this is George Soroy saying to you, ever upward, best of luck with NaNoWriMo. <laughs>